Get ready to drop the puck, take a free throw, and step up to the plate. It's time for the Metro East Sports Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. From the front office studios in the luxurious Whispering Heights living and entertainment community in Edwardsville, welcome to the Metro East Sports Podcast season number four, show number four, recorded Monday, February 20th. 2023. It's President's Day today, and most of us, I think all of us, are off school today. I'm David Leip. Show number four features. Last, we're going to talk to our Integrity Spine and Joint Center Team of the Month. Hannah Shragi of Triad Cheer is in the studio. Second guest, more cheerleading with Evie Tyrell and Caitlin Jennings of Edwardsville cheerleading and up first we're going to talk mascuta bowling with mark tubb and he's brought a couple top 10 bowlers from his team with him today and before we start thanks to partners cassins chrysler dodge jeep and ram callaway home loans keller williams marquee jeb and ginger blasting game integrity spine and joint center front office fiduciary network oak brook golf club and wang gang asian eats we're talking all things sports in the metro east and Three things you can do to help this podcast subscribe. It's free. It's one of the the best things you can do to help us out. And number two, follow us in all of our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever you're into, we're on it. And number three, if you have a story idea, email me at mespdave at gmail.com. I got two great emails today from two awesome Metro East Sports enthusiast, Hall of Famer Rita Menke emailed me a great idea today for two guests. And Dr. Jason Henderson from the Troy School District emailed me today with two awesome ideas for guests. By the way, not even kids in his school district, but two kids in the Bethalto Civic Memorial High School. Remember, you can nominate your favorite team for Integrity Spine and Joint Center Metro East Team of the Month. Could be a park and rec team, could be a middle school team, a high school team, you name it. To nominate a team for Team of the Month, send your suggestion to mespdave at gmail.com. Please put Team of the Month in the subject line. All right, let's talk Mascuta Bowling now. In In the studio now, Coach Mark Tubb, and he has brought with him ninth place finisher, a sophomore, Carter Borelli, and 10th place finisher at state, a junior, Braden West. Welcome to the show, coach and guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for making the trip. Exciting year for the Indians. How would you describe it? It is a joy to have young men and women who dedicate time and trust in a process that just excites me. Describe the process. Like every other sport that I have ever dealt with, bowling comes down to two things, balance and timing. We practice for an hour and a half every day, and we never throw at the head pin. Anybody can do that with their eyes closed. The key to being successful at bowling is being able to pick spares, and we practice them every day. Where would you put pin action in the list of things it takes to be a successful bowler? Because that's my favorite thing to say and the only thing I know about bowling. Pin action, coach. Pin action is a result of the process of good bowling. Is it? Helpful, yes, but far too often in today's game, people get too dependent on carry instead of focusing on what it takes to carry. The pocket is one inch wide, one inch. Is the game different now because of the amount of wax used on the lanes and that it's easier to bowl? Is that what you're you're talking about? No. Okay. The game is easier today because there are so many more revolutions put on the bowling ball. The equipment is far superior to what I grew up with. And let's face it, 
people want to score well. So the conditions that are put out there, the oil patterns they use are much more supportive of good scores until you get to where these young men are at. All right. Boys, I promise I'm going to get to you in a second here. This is coach is pretty intense here. I'm getting I'm getting my bowling lessons today. Where are you from? Originally, I am from Saginaw, Michigan. And just you're are you a bowling lifer? Yes, sir. First started bowling when you were I was five years old. My first game, I knocked down the ten pin in the tenth frame for a total score of one, and I was hooked. Have you heard that story before, Carter? I have not. You have not heard it? Nope. All right. Let's get to these kids. Carter, congratulations. Ninth place in state, and you're only a sophomore. You have half your high school career left. What are you going to remember about this year? Um, so I didn't even make the team last year. I did not bowl very well at tryouts. It took me a little while to learn how to bowl, especially because I had taken some time off for a surgery I had. And then once I came back, I felt a lot better about how I was bowling. So I improved my game and my scores by a lot. Wow. It helped. Dramatic improvement. Hey, Coach, how would you describe Carter's year? Build with potential. And his continuous effort has helped him get where he is with a very high ceiling yet to come. Kid's got talent? He has that balance you're looking for in a great bowler? He's getting there. He is still young, so he gets a little bit overly excited sometimes, and that causes balance problems. But that's where we're working on right now. It's more about his pre-shot routine and learning how to breathe properly so that he controls emotions. There you go. Have you ever done any – are there any books in particular that you recommend – for mental training, the kind of which you're talking about, going through the ritual and the breathing? Because I got a good one. I do not have any books. I'm not much of a reader. Now, if I ask my boss, Scott Battis, he will come up with a thousand of them. Yeah. What you were just describing was Inner Game of Tennis, which was a really important book for Tom Brady, amongst others. It started a whole sports psychology revolution, but that's exactly what you're talking about, the breathing and the pre and the pre a uh, rolling ritual. It's good stuff. All right, let's get to Braden over here. Congratulations, Braden. Great Thanks. season, top 10. How would you describe your season? Um, compared to pro- progressive, ooh, progressive, last year, I think my high set like all year was 1380, which became my second low set this year. My average jumped like 30 pins throughout the year for, from last year, so I think it was really big progressive year, like just in general for me and the team. Everybody, I think, bowled really well all year. So I hear you saying that you improved a whole lot, Carter, and I hear you, Braden, saying that you improved a whole lot. To what do you guys attribute this improvement? Is it coaches' practices? Absolutely. Not even just that. He helps us. Our season was tough practicing, be able to practice over the summer and have sessions to keep us continuing year-round. What's the main thing he's taught you, or what's the main aspect of your game with which he's helped you improve? Um, Probably balance. That and not letting a single bad shot or frame really try to get to you and trying to keep like a steady head throughout the day and what you're doing. It really having the like a better mindset really helps you continue your scoring throughout the throughout the day. How do you improve a, a bowler's balance, coach? What are you doing with these guys at practice? Do you make them like squat down and hold a position? Is it Frank Campbell in the weight room helping you guys? Are you guys working with him? Um, they really like it's kind of like they want us to like picture a cameraman behind us taking a picture of our shot after we've thrown it, of, like, our stance. Nice. We'd like to hold it until the ball's completely gone through the pins. And that's, like, trying to picture it and then really focusing on that in your shot really helps with your balance. Cool. There are some drills we do. We do a lot of no-step drills. The key to balance for most people is to keep your chin over your knee. If you can focus on that, your body will be in balance. I learned from Carmen Salvino, who is in the Hall of Fame legend, that when I grew up, you were taught that you were told over and over again that you were dropping your shoulder. And he explained it to me very well. He says, 
You cannot drop your shoulder. It's attached. Well, that's true with most people other than me. But what you're doing is you're bending over sideways. So he says, just remember to keep your chin over your knee, and you'll never drop your shoulder. Makes sense to me. So it really helps to be a good coach if you understand the English language so that you can explain really what's happening in the game, regardless of what the game is. Are you a teacher at Muskoka? No, sir, I am not. Are you a bowling pro at a club? Used to be. I bowled for three and a half years. Okay. All right. I think you got to feel pretty good about the program. You got two bowlers in the top 10, and neither of whom are seniors. Looking forward to next year, and you've got a strong team. Third place at state. We do have a extremely strong program. I thank my Board of Education every day because seven years ago they allowed me to take these young men and women their age to the state finals for middle school bowling. Didn't have a program. We finished third for the girls and fourth for the boys with two weeks of practice. Wow. They then authorized us to have a program. And since that program was started, the middle school girls are undefeated, Hmm. have not lost a game. Wow. And that's the foundation for where we're at today. Did you guys bowl in middle school? Uh, Yes, sir. Yes, I did. So that great feeder program that you started is responsible for what you're doing now at Muscuda? Fair to say? That feeder program is the core of where we're at today. But I don't take credit for that. That was a community effort because without the citizens that pay taxes and the Board of Education that authorizes us to do stuff, we don't, we don't exist. Right. So it takes a community to have a program. I don't care what the program is. And for them to be behind it is important. And I encourage my kids to, like, we have a program where if you miss a spare, it costs you a canned good because opens should hurt. We take those canned goods and give them to the food bank in town because give back to the people that help you do what you're allowed to do. It's not a right, it's a privilege. So you're leaving out yourself from the equation because you're a humble guy it's not and you're about right me, it's about i know but the school board makes it possible but you have to lead the effort because if there's not somebody there to lead the effort then it doesn't get done so you're not talking about yourself but you you are leading that effort and the school board is getting behind you so so it takes you too so congratulations to you i am and i have a great staff who's on, who's on your staff how many people are on your staff I have two assistant coaches at the high school level, John Kelly, who has been around the game longer than I have, and Derek Crane. He works predominantly with my girls' program, and John works predominantly with my boys' program, and I float between the two and try and make sure that we get everything done. We have a great communications between the three of us, and communications is key not only for our success as coaches, but for their success as bowlers. We encourage them to communicate back and forth with what their shot was, whether they hit their target, what the result was, and whether they think they need to make a move. Because if we can get our leadoff bowler lined up and they make the right adjustment or the right shot, everybody else can feed off of that adjustment that's got to be made. So, so communications is key to everything successful. What made you start this sport, Carter? Uh, my grand, my grandma was a big bowler, and um, I used to like watching her bowl because she um, she stopped bowling because she had got breast cancer. And then um, I used to go bowl with her and my brother, and we'd just go, and she'd try and like figure out how to bowl again, and it was really fun to watch. And I started bowling mainly my seventh grade year, so I didn't start until I was around 12. Good for you. Carter? Braden? Uh, not nearly the same. I was four. Uh, my parents are military. Four? 
Yes, sir. So it's been about 13 years. Um, but we, my parents are military, and we kind of wanted, like, something like, you know, like a consistency around the basis for us to do as kids. So when uh, we lived in North Dakota in Minot, and they enrolled me and my older sister in a Saturday morning bowling league. And from there, I got addicted to it, and I never stopped. Love it. You got a whole team full of good kids, good bowlers, right, Coach? You don't finish. You don't finish top three with just having two good bowlers, right? You got to have a deep team. We have great kids up and down the program. I'm excited about the future. We will be better than third. And you've got good competition locally. O'Fallon finished second, obviously, and what I think is. What surprised me was that the state champ, pretty much by 200 pins, was Salem. Yes. How do you explain that? They have an excellent coach, and their program's pretty solid. And I think it's actually an advantage for him that he only has 600 students in his entire school. So the programs they have are focused on more small-oriented things where football is probably not going to be a strong suit for them because it's difficult to find a balance of size, speed, agility mm. for a sport like football. So is Salem bowling, traditionally this strong? I yes. Mean, I mean, really? Yes. Had no idea. Yes. Had no idea. Their coach is pretty good. How long has he been there? Who is it? His name is Steve Ludwig, and he is the bowling proprietor there as well, so it doesn't hurt. So he, okay, he owns the lanes. Where do you guys train? Um, Mascota Lanes. Okay. Where do the O'Fallon kids train? St. Clair Bowl. Okay. How many bowling alleys are there in St. Clair County that you can think of? Are there a lot? There Seven? Seven. I think like seven to ten, yeah. Yeah. Really a bit. Has that number increased or decreased in the last 20 years? Unfortunately, they are decreasing. Okay. What's the future look like for bowling? Promising. We are appealing to more and more non-traditional athletes today. We have an excellent wheelchair class program that the state champion came from our Conference this mention, year. Mention her name. We we want to get her on the show. Uh, I believe it's Adriana Ritchie. Okay. Great young lady. Cool. Well, guys, thanks so much for uh, spending part of your President's Day with us. You didn't have school today, obviously. So, what did you spend your day doing today, Carter? Uh, playing Xbox. And you, Mister West? I went bowling. At a boy. Come on. You're going to let this kid get ahead of you. He's going to finish ninth next year. He's going to finish one spot ahead of you next year. I, pl- I played paintball, so my legs are a little messed up. <laughs> Have you guys thought about your goals for next year? Oh, absolutely. What do you want to do? I want to win state, both individually and as a team. I'm going to play second behind him. <laughs> Is this guy the team comedian? Is Carter the, the, the cut up on the team? No. Who's the comedian? Trevor Pence. Absolutely. Trevor Pence is the comedian? Yes, sir. Yes. All right, we need to get him on the show. All right, guys. Coach, great to meet you. I can I sense the passion for your sport. I love it. You've inspired me to get out there on the lanes. I'm not a very good bowler. Call me. I'll give you a lesson. Carter, really? Braden West, Coach Mark Tubb, Indian Mascuda Bowling, guys, congratulations. Top three finish. Two top 10 finishers individually. It's a great year, boys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we're going to talk EHS cheerleading with their best finish ever in the history of the program. IHS say these girls have a lot to be proud of and a lot to be happy about. But first, thanks to partner Cassins Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, the number one place to purchase a vehicle in the Metro East. If you're in the market for a new or a pre-owned car, check out Casson's Inventory in person where they've been for 25 years or online at Casson's.com. Casson's has earned the highest ratings for customer service. Their expert staff is committed to making your car buying experience enjoyable, including convenient on-site financing. 
I've purchased four vehicles there, and I will not buy a car or a truck or a minivan anyplace else. With over 80 years of experience in the Metro East, Cassens is the clear-cut leader for quality, service, and customer satisfaction. Go see Steve, Cliff, Holly, Greg, Bob, Mike, or Trent today. And Edwardsville has a bunch of great restaurants, but at the top of my list is Wang Gang Asian Eats. I've been a huge fan of I've been a huge fan for years. Why? Their contemporary Asian menu is loaded with innovative takes on classic Asian flavors. Tasty appetizers like potstickers, choo-choo shrimp, and crab rangoon, delicious entrees like their famous drunken noodle and the dragon poke bowl, combined with their unique bar menu and world-class service, makes Wang Gang a perfect destination for date night, family night, or even Sunday brunch or prom and homecoming. Don't forget that. But if Asian isn't your thing, pop into Chappie's right next door for the best burgers, fried chicken shakes, and the coldest beer on the planet. But not for you. <laughs> Located just west of Edwardsville High School in University Point Number 2, a.k.a. Edwardsville Food Courts, it's easy to find, and you'll be glad you checked out both places. By the way, all guests who appear on this podcast get a free milkshake at Chappie's. There you go, girls. All right, welcome to the show from EHS Cheer. Evie Terrell and Caitlin Jennings. Welcome, girls. Thank you. Thank you. And you get to see me again tomorrow in uh, Sports and Lit, too. Yeah. Third hour, fifth hour, something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, congratulations. You had a big year. What do you, what will you remember about this season? Let's start with you, Evie. Oh, gosh. There's a lot of things. <laughs> conference, um, conference, sectional, state, all good stuff. Yeah, so going up to Chicago was definitely the highlight of the whole season for me. Like, competing against all those those teams that everyone thinks are amazing and, like, winning against them. And now you're really amongst cool. them. You're amongst the, those great yeah, teams. You are part of all of them. You had a great year. Yeah. What will you remember about this year? Yeah, I would say the same thing. The trip to, the trip to Chicago because none of us really thought we were going to score as high as we did. But you did. Yep. Best ever, best team, best cheer team ever in the history of Edwardsville High School, at least the highest finish ever. Mm -hmm. Conference champs, sectional champs, and you were the only local school to advance out of our sectional to state, which kind of surprised me because I know that there's a lot of strong local cheer programs. How were you guys able to put, put it together this year, so to speak? What made this year so much more successful for you girls? So... At the beginning of our year, we did this, like, champion mindset thing with this girl named Laura, and I think she really helped us, like, connect as a team and, like, form the bond we needed to, like... So you brought in an outside mm -hmm. consult? Yes. And it helped? Yes, a lot. Cool. How long did she spend with the with the team? We, we did, like... It was, like, a classroom kind of thing. We all sat down in a classroom, and she was, like, going over everything with us. And then she took, like, time out after, like, every couple competition. It was like, you need to work on this. You need to work on this. We would, like, send her videos of our routine, and she would go, like, step by step, okay. like, helping us clean them. And Cool. Mm -hmm. How would you describe the routine as a whole in the postseason? How did you do? Well, I think we did amazing this year. Like, our routine was so fun, and it, I don't know. No, I would say we did amazing. Good coach. She couldn't make it tonight. She had something she had to do. But what is she, what has she taught you? Well, she has been she's been my coach since eighth grade, so she's taught me how to like be a better person and taught me how to be a leader. She's been amazing. What's something that people don't understand about cheerleading? If they say if they disparage it, or they say it's not a sport, or they act like you don't work hard. What don't they get? What don't they see? They don't see the hours and hours of practice we do to perfect that one three-minute routine. And then they just think it's like sidelines. They don't see the competition part of it. And I had cheerleaders last week, and last week from Columbia, and they said the same thing. Yeah. And I asked them which one did they like, which one did they like better? Because I think some kids prefer sideline. Don't you have just a sideline squad? At EHS? Yeah, fall. Okay, so Columbia has it differently. If you do competition, you do sideline also. Mm -hmm. 
Do you guys do sideline? Yeah, we have to do basketball. But then there's okay. a separate team for football. Okay. Did you guys do football? I did. I didn't. You didn't. Okay. Any plans for, you're both seniors, any plans for cheering in the future? I'm thinking about it. I'm not really set on it yet, though. I'm not. I'm going, like, somewhere that, like, I want to go to, not for cheer. Gotcha. What did cheerleading bring to your high school experience at EHS? What did it mean to you? What will you miss about it? I'm definitely going to miss, like, the whole family aspect of it and the bond we had with each other and, like, the coaches. And we were with each other almost every day. So it's going to be hard. They were, like, my second family, so it's going to be hard to, like, not see them every day. But you? What yeah, you I miss? would say the exact same thing. You're going to miss it? The friendships and the family we made. Okay. What position were you on the on the team this year, Caitlin? What did you do? This year, I was a side base. Okay. How about you? I Any? was a main base. Any significant injuries during your careers? Because I feel like that's something that people don't see is, is like at the end of a four-year cheer career, I think most girls have some stories of some serious injuries. You know, is that kind of like the, the dark side of cheering, so to speak? Yeah. I mean, my back. I feel like a grandma now. Really? <laughs> yes. And I had surgery on my finger because I broke it and like my bone was in both, little pieces. Both cheer injuries? <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. Bummer. How about you? Yeah, I've had a lot of concussions and then a lot of like ankle and wrist injuries because of all the tumbling. Mm -hmm. Did that play a factor in your decision to stop cheering? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just scared to cheer another four years. Like, I don't know if my body could take it. It seems to me that you girls work super hard. I mean, I, I watch you kids. I've, I've seen how hard the, the cheerleaders work, and I know that you start. When did, your, when did you start working on this routine specifically? This summer. Okay. The summer before senior year. So it's like a nine-month commitment to learn this, this one routine. Yeah. And the thing that would drive me nuts would be if I felt like we didn't get judged fairly. I mean, and I'm, and I'm looking at these scores. I'm looking at, at, at your state at your state competition final score, and you were, uh, where, where was it? Like You finished by like six-tenths of a point behind, behind the team that got first? I mean, that would drive me. Do, do you ever feel like at the end of it, like, that wasn't, that's not where we were, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like, well, our very first competition, they judged one of our stunts, like a level three stunt instead of a level four. And I think that made like everyone really mad. <laughs> like we we deserved we we won, but like we should have gotten a higher score because of that. So that was yeah, annoying. I'm looking at ninety one point seven three, and the team that got fifth was ninety one point nine eight. Yeah, and it's like, you know, that would, mm -hmm. you know, at least in baseball, you know that you were out. I guess you could argue a a, a call. I guess every sport that has officiating. Has has that, but especially in your sport where you've got judges, it just seems like it would be hard. That would be the hardest part about the sport to me. Oh, yeah. Not even the injuries. It would be like that. It's hard because, like, when you're competing, you don't see everyone else on the mat. Okay. You only, like, know what you and your group do. So you don't know if someone behind you fell or someone behind you touched on something. So it's like whenever we get the scores or as soon as we're done, that's whenever we talk and we're like, ooh, that one was bad or, like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't know what really happened until we get those scores. How do you feel right before you compete? Oh, gosh. How would you describe that? I can't even describe it. It's like a feeling you I never had before. It Just like the adrenaline you get and like... Nervousness. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I get so like nervous. sick. Yeah. Physically like, sick. Like whenever... Because you stand on the back of the mat and then they call you out... So, like, there's, like, like a minute where you're just standing there, like, waiting to get called out, like, seeing everyone stare at you and everything. And it, like, I don't know, my heart starts pounding, and then I, like, kind of black out. Yeah, you after you compete, I don't remember anything. I don't remember routine. competing. Yeah. yeah, Because you've done it so many times, you just, like, Yeah, yeah it's just, yeah. You're on autopilot the whole time. And how do you feel right after you compete? Depends on how we did. <laughs> Depends on how you did. If you when we hit zero, it's the best feeling in the world. Like nothing else compares to it. But when we don't do very well, 
It's hard. Yeah. How did you feel after the first day at state on Friday after you competed, after you did your routine? Because you were in second place. How did you feel at that moment? Amazing. Like, it was. (laughs) We had like a team meeting because we were in hotel rooms. So we all went to our coach's hotel room and we had like a team meeting and stuff. And we were like all on top of the world. We were like screaming, having fun because we did not think we were going to get that high up on just state. And then after your routine on Saturday, how did you feel? There were tears. You you knew that you didn't do as well mm-hmm. because you dropped four spots, but you still finished higher. So it's God. like it's like I know how you feel. Like on the one hand, you feel like you could have finished higher because you were in a good spot on Friday, but you just got to realize that you still did better than anybody else ever has. So you still raise the bar for everybody, and so that you should have everything. You should feel proud. Right. Totally. And you got to keep telling yourself that too. But did you feel like you didn't have a good routine on Saturday or what? Yeah, there mistakes? it was definitely not our best. We had two stunt falls, which was okay. hard because we haven't had that all year. Yeah. It's like the day that counts the most. So that was it. That was one part of, of it. the worst routines we did. Like, I'm not saying it was like bad, bad, but. I get it. it was it's honest. It's fair. Yeah. Okay, girls. Well. Thanks so much for coming on today. Do you want to you. You try to get some extra credit for your classes? Third hour versus fifth hour? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ready? You're first, Jennings. What number was Mark Fidrich? Oh, my God. Come on. You know, you <laughs> just we just spent two days talking about Mark Fidrich, watching films. You got to pass? You're not going to win the extra credit for your hour like this, right? We're going to pass it over to Evie. No. I you don't. You pass. don't. Do you know? Um, I'm going to guess. Go ahead. 11. Wait, what? Say the question again. What number was Mark Fidrich? What what number did Mark Fidrich wear? Look, they don't know. He doesn't know. He's acting like he knows, but he doesn't know. You're looking at you're looking at intern Connor Interser. He doesn't know. Just watch the whole film about I him. Know. Then we I t- know. But okay, what about uh, what year? What year was he rookie of the year? Go ahead. Seventy six. One point for your class. Let's throw it back to you. Who wrote fishing? What roman- What British romantic poet wh- wrote that beautiful poem? You don't know? All right, how about this? Who uh, who works at um, who works at uh, who hangs out at May's luncheonette? How about that? You know? Um, it's the ex basketball player. Yes. I don't know his name. Flick. Flick. All right, Evie. We'll just. We'll, we'll give you a pass on this. And meanwhile, Jennings is, is tearing up the extra credit. All right, girls. Well, thanks so much for coming by. Congratulations. Mespy winners. Cheer team of the year. Large school team of the year. Congratulations. And congratulations on making history Thank for you. finishing better than any EHS team has ever finished in the past. I'm proud of you. Proud to be your teacher. Congratulations. And Thank great you. job. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, we're going to talk triad cheer they are the mespy winners for medium-sized team of the year but before we get to triad if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the metro east on the illinois or missouri side please give our partners at keller williams marquee jeb and ginger blasting game the chance to serve you they've got offices in o'fallon and edwardsville with more than 165 agents the blasting games are a family-owned business that has helped over 11,000 families find just the right home The Lipes are one of those families. Jeb and Ginger sold our house quickly because they're experts at staging and pricing. And they helped us find the perfect home and they can do the same for you. No wonder they're ranked in the top 10 real estate teams in North America. Give Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game a call at 618-578-9276 or check them out online at blastinggamegroup.com. You will not be disappointed. And this great weather today, 63 degrees and sunny, has got me thinking about golf. And that's got me thinking about Oak Brook Golf Club. Located northeast of Edwardsville, Oak Brook Golf Club is a family-owned 27-hole public golf facility. Their goal is to offer the highest quality golf experience for a reasonable fee. Oak Brook is consistently recognized for awards such as friendliest staff, best course to host a fundraiser, and best senior scramble in the bi-state area. From fundraisers to leagues to instruction to an afternoon out in the links by yourself or with your buds, the Brook wants to win your business. I've personally played and hosted multiple golf scrambles there, and I can attest. Mike Surrey and his staff are the best. To book your tee time or to start organizing your next fundraising scramble, give them a call at 
5600 or check them out online at oakbrookgc.com. Ladies, not only are you the Mespy winner for medium cheer team of the year, but you are also the integrity spine and joint center team of the month due to your impressive finish at state and your outstanding year. Congratulations, coach. Thank you. Thank you. Great year for the uh, Lady Knights cheer squad. Is the that best. W- it was the best this year. Best year ever? Yes. Especially since the girls have, obviously every team works really hard, but they have come really, really far in the last four years. And how long have you been the cheer coach? This at? is this was my fifth year. Fifth year. Yep. Okay, ladies. And uh, you brought with you Coach Hannah Shragi. You brought with you Brady Betts and Avery Brooks. Welcome, girls. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And what year are you two? Um, we're both seniors. Two seniors. Okay. How would you describe the season? Let's start with you, Brady. Um, the season had a lot of ups and downs for sure. A lot of unexpected um, things that went on. I would say we started off a little bit rough. We definitely did not start um, as strong as we finished the season, which was a great thing. Um, For us, we stayed humble, and I think it was just a really, really good season that ended up paying off. Lots of challenges. Everybody has challenges. I had the Columbia cheerleaders here last week. And they said the same thing. They, they lost a couple girls to injury, and there was adversity that they had to deal with. And it's every season is going to be like that. I mean, you're a young coach. You've been doing this for a few years, but you'll find every single season something happens. You're like, what? Uh, this, that's never happened before. So good for you for handling the adversity. Avery, what will you remember about this senior cheer season? Um, it's definitely been the best year yet. Um, we've been through a lot, us four, five seniors. Um, we have started from rock bottom just about, and to come this far this season was just very exciting. Fourth place at State is no joke. Is this the highest finish ever for Triad, or have you finished higher? Um, we, in 2006, was the last time we had won State, and then 2007 was the last time we had finished fourth. Okay, so, so you've, won, you've been State champions? Yes. Wow, cool. And where are you from, Coach? I'm from Troy. I went to Triad. And were you a cheerleader there? I was. Good for you. College? I cheered in college at Murray State. Good for you. Okay, ladies, what'd you learn from uh, Coach Shragi? I would say the biggest thing I learned from Coach is she would always say to us, stay hungry, humble, and smart. And um, throughout all four years of high school, she would tell us this. And it just really, it would make me think that there was always something that we could achieve greater than what we did before. And um, it was probably the biggest thing she taught me was stay hungry, humble, and smart. Avery? Um, Leadership, definitely. Um, I think in previous years, we haven't had, like, the senior role model to look up to, but Coach has always been a good leader and a role model, even when we didn't have the seniors to be those role models. And you just uh, had a name change. Does that mean you just got married recently? I oh. did. I did, yes. Now, I had a soccer That's coach in college. <laughs> and when he got married, he got nicer. How about coach? Has she been nicer or did she get meaner after she got married? Mm, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I feel like she's been she's been a little bit happier, maybe. <laughs> she's probably always a pretty happy person, though, huh? <laughs> yeah. Coach, are you a teacher at uh, Triad High School? I am. What yep. do you teach? I teach special ed and I teach science. Good for you. Okay, ladies, uh, what are your plans for next year? Any cheer in your future? Um, I'm going to let Avery have the floor on this one because, <laughs> sadly, I will be going to the University of Missouri, which is really exciting, but I don't think I'm going to be on, be able to cheer. What are you going to study? I will be studying journalism. Good for you. That's a good place. Mm-hmm. Good place for studying mm-hmm. journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to go to McKendree University, and I will be cheering. Okay, I, good for you. Yes, I signed back in December. I'm very excited. And I'm going to be a secondary education major focusing in math. So Wow, you're going to be a math teacher. High school it, math teacher, yeah. Any desire maybe to be a cheer coach? Maybe you can come back to uh, Triad and help Coach Shragi here. Would that, be, would that be fun? Yes, one day I would love to come back to Triad. Brady, you want to, what do you want to do with journalism? Do you want to be a podcast host? Because you can start hosting the Metro Esports podcast as early as next week if you want to. You, you know. could take the place of those two uh, in- interns out there, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, that would be so, so fun. I really, I think I'm going to Mizzou because they just have such a great journalism school. And I don't exactly know what I want to do with my journalism degree yet, but I think I'll find my place you're at gonna Mizzou. Be a, you're going to be a journalist probably. So. You're going to learn to read 
and write. You're going to learn to write and speak and publish. You're going to learn to do all kinds of things there. I think that's a, that's a fantastic, fantastic move for you. All right, so I'm going to turn it back to you now, Coach. What was it like coaching these two girls? It was a journey. Let's <laughs> just say we started four years ago, and they came in, and it was just – they came in with 26 girls. By the end of the season, we had 12. Uh, all of our upperclassmen, we kind of had set some rules and – and had some guidelines put in place, and then uh, we lost quite a few. We ended with um, just sophomores and freshmen, so we had no leadership. Uh, and so to watch them grow into the leaders they are today, it's been really great. Do you girls do sideline and competition cheer? Is that the way it works at Triad? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you're doing football, basketball. And competition, yeah. And competition. And does Triad do any other sports cheerleaders? Mm, no, we just do football and basketball. Okay. What do you think about the future of cheerleading? Will there be will will schools in the future have sideline and competition separate, or, or do you think it works to have it like it is right now? I think it would work a lot better if we were able to separate them for practice purposes. Uh, being able to have a competition season maybe in the fall would be really nice because then we would have more gym space. Um, but I think convincing those Chicago teams is where it's going to come a problem. So what's it going to take for Triad to get back to the top of the of the cheer podium, Coach? I think it's just going to take a little bit more hard work. Were you a state champion when you were there? I, we had one ICCA state, um, but not IHSA state. Okay, explain to our listeners the difference because I was having a conversation off the mic with the uh, EHS girls about these two. Okay, so ICCA is specific to cheerleading, um, and it's, it's Illinois. It's the Illinois... Coaches, cheerleading coaches, coaches association. Yeah. Um, and so that one's just specific to cheer. And you can have JV and varsity teams. And then our middle schools also are able to compete at this one. And then IHSA is all sports, but um, that one is just varsity. All right, I want to talk about how you girls got into the sport of cheer. But first, Andy Calloway of Calloway Home Loans saves me money every month now, and he'll save my family thousands in the long run. How? He refinanced my existing mortgage, and he can do the same for you. Rates are all over the place, but you need to take advantage of an easy, fast, and affordable way to refinance. They do conventional FHA and VA loans. And ask for the Metro Esports Podcast Special. If you refinance with Andy, he'll donate $200 to the Metro East High School or Junior High team of your choice. He'll give $100 to EHS Cheer. Do you like that? I would love that. No, you don't. You want him to give $100 to Triad Cheer. Well, that too, but. You're just a team player. You mean <laughs> you the $200, $200, I should say. <laughs> well, if you want him to give $200 to Triad Cheer, Triad Tennis, Triad Football, you make the call, people. But give Andy a call today at 618-830-3332. Save money and support your favorite team in the Metro East. Do you get to know the girls and the coaches on the other teams? Yeah. Is there a close fraternity amongst the cheerleaders? I would say different teams with different coaches, just the who you get to see the most at the competitions because you don't see them all. But um, specifically Waterloo, we got really close with this year, which was really nice. Because they were your biggest competition, though. Oh, yeah, they were. for sure. I think we actually had, like, a very good, like, not rivalry, but we were, like, pushing each other. A friendly rivalry. Yes, yes, very much. And we actually got very close with them at the end of the season, and they were who we celebrated with when we ultimately did better than them at IHSA. And it was just really cool to see them be so excited for us. That's strange. <laughs> it is strange. It is. It is. Is, that, that's un, is that unusual for cheerleading? It's unusual for most sports. Yeah, I think the difference with cheerleading is we're not going – head-to-head in a sense we're kind of like going the best we can for those three minutes that we're on the mat and whatever happens happens I always um try and like hope that everyone does the best they can because when I want to win I want to win knowing that we won not knowing that another team just fell and so I think a lot of the teams are the same way that they root for the other teams that are competing against them wow Sportsmanship award. <laughs> did you teach him that? I hope that so. Your, she did. She did. she did. Yes. That's coach's attitude. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. She has been the one to teach us to be humble. For Anytime sure. we have ever 
said the slightest thing that's like, oh, like, I hope we do better than so-and-so. She's like, hey, be humble. Mm -hmm. Be humble. Because I guarantee you aren't going to do better than them. (laughs) (laughs) That's been your experience. Take the high road. Mm -hmm. Always. Good for you. Okay. How'd you get into the sport? So I was a gymnast, and so was Avery, actually. We were both gymnasts um, before going into cheer. And I was a gymnast, a competitive gymnast, for seven years. And I loved gymnastics, but I really only liked a few events. And so my mom, she came up to me one day, and she was like, hey, um, cheer trials are happening. And little seventh grade me, I was like, oh, no, I can't be a cheerleader. Like, they're loud and outgoing. And I was very shy and, like, in my bubble. And my mom was like, I think it would be really good for you. Like, you should do it. And none of my friends were trying out. I was like, Mom, all my friends are trying out for soccer. I'll go out for soccer or something. And she was like, no, no. Like, I really just just try it out and see if you like it. And I'm so glad that I did because I have fallen in love with this sport. And I couldn't imagine my life without it. What do you love about it? I don't know. I just love being able to perform, being able to be on a team. Like, it is very much so a team sport. Like, I could not um, do what I do without my bases, without my back spot, without the rest of my teammates. And so being able to create that sense of community and that sense of sportsmanship has just been so great over these past four years. You're a flyer? Yes, I am. Okay. Avery? Um, What do you love about it? Well, everything, really. And how'd you um, get started in it? Sorry. Well, so I was also a competitive gym- gymnast for 10 years, and I grew up doing it. I loved doing it, and I think eventually I just outgrew it, and it wasn't really for me anymore. And I actually, um, back in 2016, I was the state champion for uh, gymnastics. So it was something that I was like, obviously good at but I was just mentally not there for it anymore and I had said for years that whenever I was done doing gymnastics I would never be a cheerleader I would uh practice in the same gym as cheerleaders I thought they were annoying like Brady said outgoing and I was just like I could never put a bow on my head I where did you train um I started out at Midwest Twisters in O'Fallon and ended up moving to Pride of Illinois and that's who I won uh state with And I loved it. I really did. But it was just, I was getting to the point where I couldn't progress anymore. And I was done doing it. And then. Where is Pride of Illinois? Collinsville. And I tried out for cheer in eighth grade. And I've been doing it ever since. And I regret not doing it sooner because I absolutely love it. Also a flyer? Yes. Any injuries during your careers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty, uh injured her ankle uh two days the week before state this no, year yeah it was two days before sectionals the week before state I sprained my ankle pretty bad and I just remember thinking oh my gosh like I'm letting my team down like this is so bad but thankfully I was able to we made it past sectionals I think that was our biggest goal for sectionals was to make it past sectionals to state and we made it past sectionals and thankfully I was healthy enough to compete at state and it was just such a blessing. But, yeah, we've had so many injuries throughout this, these four years. It's tough. It's, it's, a, it's a physically tough sport, and I think that, that that's one of the things that people don't realize about it. Are there other things that people don't realize about cheerleading? I think one big thing that people don't realize about cheerleading is how much work actually goes into it. Like, when I tell my friends we have practice every day, they're like, why do you have practice every day? Like, you just clap your hands and wave your arms. Like, what's what are you practicing for? I don't think they realize, like, how articulating tumbling and stunting and everything is and how much thought goes into it and how much choreography goes into it. And that takes up a lot of time. It's team gymnastics mm-hmm. to a degree. Pretty much, And you're yeah, doing yeah. a team gymnastics routine. Right. With how many other girls were in your squad? Uh, we had 12 other girls on our team. Competing, like, on the mat. On the mat. And you started off with 26. No, that was a freshman year. Okay. This year, this year we started with, we, knock on wood, have not had anyone quit in quite a long time. Since their freshman year, actually. Yes. Yeah. Everyone's stayed since then. So yeah. how many kids are on the mat when you do your routine? 12. All 12? Yes. Mm-hmm. And is there, could you have more or less, or does it have to be 12? We could have more. Um, it 16. just Yeah, we could have 16, but we didn't really have that many people try out and we kept we kept a good strong team rather than trying to like incorporate like new people and I think that was really smart of us this year did you cut kids 
Um, this year, I do believe so. And actually, our JV team won ICCA State this year. Okay. Do you have a JV coach? Yes, we do. Who's your JV coach? Abby Carter. And Michelle Grotefent also assisted her. And how about middle school cheer? Middle school placed fifth, and that is Ariel Inlow. How closely do you work with the middle school cheer coaches? Um, very closely. Uh, we like to communicate, especially um, before the season starts. Um, we do our like uh, open gyms together sometimes, making sure that the middle school is ready for the high school, um, getting them familiar with the same like grips that we use so that they're ready um, to transition. So we do work pretty closely with middle school. Who won your conference in cheer? Highland did. Yeah. Highland High School. So then you had a real close, you had a very competitive conference this year because Waterloo was obviously very good. Oh, yeah. Highland Waterloo, was very good. Yeah, Waterloo mm -hmm. got second and Highland got first and, and we got third. Highland is also co-ed. Yeah. So they're not even technically in our division. So that was also another, like, task that we had to work for is because they – are obviously a co-ed team. They have a lot of different skills than we do. So. Is it harder? Is it harder for you to score against a co-ed team? Is that what I'm hearing? A good co-ed team. Yeah, Highland good is very good. Highland yes. is very good. Yes, they've got a history of being. They've got a long history of cheer excellence. We've had them on the show. They've won the MSB before, so I, I'm I'm aware of their cheerleading uh, prowess. So, but but again, I feel like there's a lot of good teams here. Columbia was good. Yes, they're in the area, but they're not in your conference. And in Waterloo, and then. What's the deal? Why? What, why is cheerleading so good, so competitive in this area? I think that cheerleading is such a growing sport. Like, there's new skills happening every single year. Like, there are new legalities, new you can do this, you can't do this, and new scoring. This is level four, this is level three, this is level two. And I think that the cheerleaders in our area strive to be the best that they can be. And as the program is growing and as cheerleading in Illinois is growing, the teams are also growing and progressing, and we all have that thirst, and I think that's what makes Illinois cheerleading so much different. This girl's like the ambassador for cheerleaders everywhere, man. You got to put her. She's going to be great. You're going to be like a spokesperson for, for someone or something or someone. Well, anyway, ladies, congratulations. You had a, you had a great season. You had great careers. Girls, congratulations. Thank you. And Thank you. good luck in your next step. Coach? Congratulations, another good year for you, and uh, have fun at Triad High School tomorrow, ladies. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. And for partners, Cassins, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams, Marquis, Jeb, and Ginger Blasting Game, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oakbrook Golf Club, and Wang Gang Asian Eats. And for associate producers, Keaton Anderson and Connor Hinterser, thank you for listening to the Metro Esports Podcast talking all things sports in the Metro East.